0: This is Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the show. So I'm your host, Todd C. Slater, and you are tuned to News Talk 1010 Simply Real Estate every Saturday here. Of course, we start at 4 p.m. And, um, you know, interesting week in real estate, all sorts of stuff happening of course, a couple of builders in the, uh, in the news as usual, Urban Corp, again, continues to unwind. They continue to have problems and uh, a lot of people are getting affected by it. So one of the things that we should talk about today, of course, is buying brand new. What kind of timing you're looking at. And uh, really, one of the things that we should be, um, you know, concerned about is: Are the builders going to get affected if that new foreign buyer tax does come in? Hey, listen, you know, one of the th- uh, one of the uh, important things here at Simply Real Estate is to make sure that we get professionals on this show. And I got to tell you, today's guests are by far some of the, the, the and I don't want to take anything away from my previous guests, but I've got uh, Tim Hudak coming on today. He was, uh, you know, Ontario leader of the Progressive Conservative Party. Um, he's got a new position. He is going to be the CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association. And uh, so Tim's uh, going to be here with me in the studio talking about both uh, Ontario Real Estate Association, some of the problems that are coming up in real estate, and of course, uh, you know some of uh, what he has already been involved with with real estate. So I'm I'm just thrilled to have him on. And joining me again also will be uh, Ray Ferris. If you don't know the name, Ray is the president of the Ontario Real Estate Association. We had him on in the spring, just as he was president-elect. And fortunately for us, Ray was able to, uh, you know, open up a little about uh, what markets are doing. And of course, Ontario is doing exceptionally well. So a couple of questions I'm going to put to these gentlemen, of course, will be, will there be a foreign buyer tax coming into Toronto? Does it make sense? And uh, you know what? I know that Tim is going to be able to talk very well to that. So very, very great guests coming in today and love the fact that they're to be here but um, you know more about the market. So here we are we're we're plodding along. We, you know we're virtually at the end of the summer and yet there are still multiple offers floating around. In fact, the outer markets are feeling it. They are getting into multiple offers when this is something they've never really seen in the past. Also um, looking at Toronto, you know what? I think our numbers are going to stay strong. You know, they, they typically do, and right now we had an increase, of course, in July. I'm waiting for the August numbers, though. This is going to be interesting. If August continues on the same track that July was, which was about 3.2%, that's going to give us almost a 24 to 25% increase on our prices year over year. That one's going to be staggering. Now, this week, I don't know if you were following some of the announcements from the banks, but they're not hurting, folks. In fact, Royal Bank's profit rise 17% to $2.7 billion this past quarter. Um, Are you feeling sorry for them? I hope not, because they seem to be doing very well. And this is all the banks. I'm not going to just pick on RBC, but this is all the banks And so when we talk about that, you know, obviously they had investments in the oil industry and that had tanked with the oil prices over the last year and a half. But yet we are seeing, you know, strong growth by the banks, which means that, you know, consumers are a borrowing. But for some reason, they're only putting up some flags, you know, a little bit of concerns that people are taking on a little bit too much debt. So I find it interesting. They're bragging about the profits, but yet they're also putting a flag up saying don't take on any more debt. Well, how is that happening? Look at, we're buying product from you folks, and this is one of those things that banks have to be realistic. If you're willing to lend it and people are willing to take it, that's going to happen. So ultimately, in the end, you know, when we talk about mortgages, I always caution you, make sure you are buying within your means. Do not speculate. And this is one of the questions that I get investors all the time talking to me. And they say, hey, Todd, why do you buy in the outer markets? Why not buy in Toronto? Because Toronto is a speculative market right now. Most people know that if you're buying investment properties in Toronto, you do not have positive cash flow. In fact, it's quite negative. So this is one of those things that, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit later in the hour about, but the truth be told the markets are strong we have to keep our eyes on them and if interest rates do bump up i think a lot of people are going to have to you know make sure that they're not spreading themselves too thin and that can happen now how about we uh, we go back out to vancouver for a minute because again this is one of those things that you know i've been picking on for the last few weeks because i think you know, they really did a disservice to Canadians when they turned around and just jumped the tax. I agree with the tax, but I, I, I think that they gave them absolutely no planning. And so right now, home sales are continuing to slide after the foreign buyer tax. In fact, the numbers are down. And we're watching, again, we're not seeing a whole lot of price point drop, but what we're finding is the the actual unit numbers are starting to slide. The foreign buyers are not weighing into the market right now nearly aggressively as they were before because of this tax. And if anything, this could put you know, uh, Vancouver for those speculators in jeopardy. And this is where, again, we have to caution people when buying investment properties. If you're watching the market go up by 20%, it doesn't mean next year it's going to have the same. If they implement a foreign buyer tax in Toronto, will it have an outstanding effect on the actual number of units being consumed? I would say no. I don't think it, it will. I don't think the foreign buyers are buying nearly the number of products that they did in Vancouver. But yet, Vancouver's going to be in for a rough ride probably for the next three to six months until people finally understand what is happening to the market. I don't think it's going to go backwards, but I think it's going to flatten. So any speculator the chances are they're going to get jammed with a property. Again, looking at the the board's uh, new data showed that in the last 2 weeks of July, loan sales were down 42% over the over the previous year. Folks, this was not with uh, and and I'm referring to Vancouver. This was not a lack of inventory. This was they just turned around and ground to a halt and said we're not buying because of this tax. And so this is this is this is a big number and so we're going to have to wait and see, you know, can they restart it? Uh, and will Will the government in uh, in British Columbia take their their foot off everybody's throat and maybe reduce the tax if they deflate the market too quickly, too fast? And this is one of those things. So, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it to Tim Hudak, who's gonna be coming up shortly. I'm gonna ask him, you know, is there something we need to talk to uh, with Kathleen Wynne and perhaps Mr. Uh, Mr. John Tory here to make sure that. We don't do a knee-jerk reaction and jump on foreign buyers because, again, we do need them in the marketplace and we don't want the market to deflate too quickly. Couple things also for yourself. The the new legislation coming in in the fall. We talked about it uh, over the last couple weeks of home inspectors. Uh, My guest uh, later in the hour will be Ray Zamet. He is from House Masters, professional home inspector. Been in the industry for over twenty years. I'm going to ask him a few pointed questions. You know, does this make sense? Is this important for people to have? is new home inspection legislation, meaning that you've got to be qualified and licensed to be a home inspector. You know, for a lot of you, you may sit there and say, oh, it's no big deal. You know, why should we pay a little bit extra? But you know what? I've also seen the absolute nightmare performance of a home inspector where they turn around, they have no idea what they're talking about, except they've got a really fancy clipboard and a logoed vehicle. So, you know, they look professional, but they certainly are not that. And, you know, for those of you that, you know, I will recognize as professionals, I always do. I am a profound believer in full-time professional home inspectors. I'm a profound believer in full-time professional realtors. I think it is advantageous to all consumers that you do go with the professionals not the people that are part-time, do it once a week. I don't like that. I don't think that they're able to be able to keep up. And quite frankly, I don't think they're going to represent you and your needs uh, in the best way that they possibly can. So again, you know what? I always will vent about that because it is important to me that uh, you know that dealing with a professional always with the biggest purchase of your life, typically, you know, I'm sure there are a uh, a lot of our listeners that do have other investments other than their home, and I know some of you just said, "Hey, Todd, uh, uh, homes not investment." I understand. I'm talking about equity out and equity in. And when we talk about your home, there's a lot of that swirling around. So other than that, uh, you know, uh, we're we're taking a look at some interesting stuff. Just thought I'd talk about a home that I saw in the marketplace that I thought was interesting, Young in Saint Clair area, and interesting enough, 2,300 square feet, selling at 2 two million dollars so you know if you load in the land and you load in the price of the home you're basically looking at almost a thousand dollars a square foot that is a really really big number when we take a look at it now again you got to think about the location young and st. Clair top 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 notch location of course and I'm gonna have to tell you that maybe the house itself is going to be worth, when you look at 2,300 square feet, $300 a square foot to build it potentially in that range, maybe $600,000 for the house. Guess what the lot's worth? A vacant lot right now, and it's not terribly big, and they're looking basically at about... a. Oh, million so you know that's why a lot of people wonder why are we seeing home prices go through the roof the way we are well it's the land folks and this is one of our problems here in toronto we don't have any more land so if you've got one of those old war style bungalows that are sitting on an incredible lot guess what there is somebody waiting for it and they're going to build on it they may renovate your property or they just may knock it down entirely so another thing, um, interesting report out out of the U.S. And we're going to be talking again with uh, with uh, our home inspector a little bit later, but. Homes that could be underwater over the next 50 years, there are millions of homes in the U.S. that could be in the flood zones. And so right now, you know, as we we talked to some insurance uh, agents in the last uh, few weeks, we realized that flooding is one of the biggest and most difficult things for people to insure on. And of course, you've got to keep your eyes open. Make sure you read your home insurance policy very carefully. So coming up after the break, as I mentioned to you, he was the leader of the uh, Progressive Conservative Party here in Ontario. Uh, it is Mr. Tim Hudak. He is MPP, has been in politics for 21 years. He is now the, going to be the new CEO of Ontario Real Estate Association. We also have the president of Ontario Real Estate Association joining us, Ray Ferris, again. And we've got uh, we've got them coming up right after this. So you're going to want to stay tuned and listen to what they have to say about real estate here in Ontario. I'm Todd C. Slater. You're listening to News Talk 1010, Simply Real Estate. I'll be right back after this.
0: Now, more of Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010.
1: And welcome back to the show. Hey, listen, just before the break, as I mentioned, I have two very, very special guests joining me. Um, You might know their names. Well, at least one for sure. Uh, Tim Hudak, does that ring a bell? Former uh, leader of the Progressive Conservative Party. And hey, guess what? You know what? New title coming in, CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association. Uh, That's huge, folks. Uh, It's going to be very interesting. And along with uh, Aria, what we've got is Ray Ferris. He is joining us. He is president of the Ontario Real Estate Association. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Good
2: to see you, Todd. Thank you.
1: Good to see you guys. Tim, you know what? First of all, uh, you know, you and I were, uh, you know, uh, having a conversation off air. I'd like to congratulate you on your appointment to CEO. Thank you, sir. And uh, Ray, of course, you've been a-, a guest here with us in the past. Uh, I think we, you and I were talking about six months ago when you were president-elect. And, uh, you know, there's a lot going on right now in uh, in Ontario, isn't there, Ray?
3: Absolutely. It was. uh, It's great to be back again, Todd. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm now in the role of the president of the association and uh, the real estate market is strong everywhere across the province. And we're dealing with a lot of issues and Tim's here to help us uh, deal with those
1: issues. Well, you know, it must be very comforting uh, to have somebody like Tim come into the association with you. You know, he's obviously got an incredible legacy of being able to be a top negotiator, looking out for people's best interest. Um, Ray, why do you think one of the reasons why, you know, it's so important to have somebody like Tim come on board? I mean, you know, uh, you, you mentioned there's some issues you know, with OREA. What what should the public be looking at and, and, and what are we what are we really dealing with right now?
3: Well, to answer your first question, why Tim? Uh, the Board of Directors embarked upon an exhaustive search for a new CEO after our current CEO uh, announced his retirement. And Tim was appealing to us based in part on his 20 years of public service and executive management experience. And Tim was no stranger to the Ontario Real Estate Association. For example, during his time at Queen's Park, he's been a strong advocate for Ontario homeowners and issues that our association supports. And Tim's leadership is going to be a great asset to Ontario realtors and homeowners. So, Tim, We've had a long, positive working relationship with Tim on a number of issues, such as uh, electronic signatures in real estate transactions, uh, the creation of a grow op registry, and most recently, stopping the spread of the municipal and transfer tax.
1: Well, you know, Ray, those are all very, very key points, and I have to tell you, as as a former realtor, um, the the whole electronic signature thing is is a big plus because that's one of the one of the struggling points. And, and Tim, I didn't know that you actually had a hand in that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was one of my my colleagues. That was Todd Smith, right, Ray? It was. Yeah, so Todd Smith, who's a member out for the Belleville area, um, he was our uh, conservative MPP. It brought that forward. It passed in the House. It made a hell of a lot of sense. And as leader, right, I encouraged him and, and made sure that that uh, that got done. and and, you know, uh, just to take it back um, a couple of steps, I'm really excited about this. I, I was thinking a lot. I'm 48 now. I know you're looking at me here. Uh, Todd, you're thinking, you know, he's probably 36. I am. I am 48. <laughs> I am 48. It's the opposite. Politics takes a toll. And one thing that always was, was a driving um, f- a force for me in the way I thought about public policy issues was the value of home ownership. And as a result, I got to work with Ray and uh, Aria over a a lot of my 21 years in politics, including as a consumer minister in the early uh, 2000s. And I started thinking, "I, I don't want to be a lifer in politics. There was one job I wanted. I didn't get it. It's been a tremendous honor to serve. But I was looking to exit, and I said, what kind of people do I want to work with? Like, where do I want to spend the next part of my career? And I always thought I hit it off really well with realtors. I liked their energy, their entrepreneurial drive, their individualism. And when they interviewed for me for the job, I was pumped about it, and I'm thrilled I got it.
1: Yeah, exciting. That, you know what, Tim, I have to tell you, uh, for uh, and, and we do have a lot of realtors that listen to the show, because they call in all the time when we do our call-ins. And they know that I, you know, it's not that I'm going to speak for them, but, you know, I have to tell you, the realtors should be thanking uh, Aria that they have hired you. Um, folks, you, you know I try to keep it simple, I try to keep it straight, and the truth is, is that when you have somebody that's going to be able to advocate for realtors, for the public in a very balanced way this is so important because real estate you know it it does have a a teetering point it can get a little bit dicey and for the public sometimes they don't feel that uh, you know they've got somebody representing them Uh, for realtors they struggle with the same thing I think that you really are going to bring a balancing act to a and I think that's going to be very important in the future right when we were talking about some of the issues anything really that um, that we should be looking at or the public needs to know that uh, that's going to be worked on in the future
3: Well, we heard the finance minister say that he was looking at the foreign buyer's tax that the uh, province of British Columbia implemented. And this tax was introduced with virtually no consultation and no notice. So Ontario realtors are keeping their eye on that and seeing what the Ontario government is going to do in that regard, if anything.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you that that one I've put up flags all the way across, and to all our listeners, they know this. I've been talking about this for the last month. I think that it was very unjust, the short notice. I think what they did was jeopardize a lot of Canadians that had already sold to foreign buyers. They, they they shortchanged them so much that they started to have a lot of deals fall off. We had Debbie uh, David Eby out of um, out of Vancouver. He's uh, he's actually part of the NDP party, and uh, he was on with us, and he actually had a conversation to that effect with me. That um, you know, there's there's a lot of of uh, a lot of issues there. Um, you know, Tim, what do you think? I mean, is this something that we're going to be looking uh, at in the near future here in Ontario?
2: Well, you know, I think I think Ray and, and um, working on behalf of ARIA and then Treb wrote a very good letter to the, the Minister of Finance, basically outlining some of the points that you and, and Ray just talked about. Like, okay, let's hold on here. Let's make sure we have all the facts. Let's yep. see how it plays out in British Columbia. Um, I had the opportunity to do my master's in economics before getting into current in politics, and all it is is economics 20 right? The first course, we learned about supply and demand. Sure. And I think we have some serious issues actually on the supply side. We have policies that restrict land supply. It's awfully expensive, right? To get a lot, to develop a lot. If we want to help with affordability, I think that is one of the biggest issues in the province. Agreed. Let's also look at the supply side.
1: Yeah, no, 100% agree. And uh, you know, one of the things I just hope that if something does get implemented, it's not a knee-jerk reaction with such short notice, because I think that was very short-sighted, because I think the transactions that were currently in place should have been allowed to complete themselves and then have a start date, anything that was negotiated after that. And um, Tim, maybe you and I, um, after we've gone to a break, can chat a little bit more about that. You bet. Because I think that's very important for our listeners to know. Hey, Ray, uh, listen, uh, always a pleasure to have you come on the show, and uh, perhaps we can uh, touch base with you in the next few months. We'll find out how we shake up here in Ontario with Potentially, you know, any kind of taxes coming in.
3: That's great, Todd. I'd be glad to be back.
1: Excellent. Well, thanks so much, Ray. Always a pleasure, and uh, we will talk with you soon.
3: Take care, guys. Okay.
1: Take care. So, Tim, um, you know, when when we come back from the break again, um, I also I also want to delve a little bit uh, a little bit more historically with some of the things that you've made some changes over the years uh, for the real estate association. Some things that you've introduced. And uh, definitely, you know, I appreciate you being on the guest. So, folks, stay with us. When we come back, we've got more with Tim Budick, and we are going to be talking about my favorite topic, real estate. So we'll be right
0: back after this. You're listening to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010.
1: And welcome back. If you're just tuning in, my guest now is uh, Tim Hudak, and you might know that name, former uh, leader of the Pro- Progressive Conservative Party. He is the new CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association as of September the 16th, and uh Tim, thanks for staying on with the show. We had Ray Ferris on uh, in the previous segment, and we were talking about, of course, you know, you becoming uh, this new CEO of Aurea, and, and I think it's a wonderful thing. And Ray was just touching on, of course, the Ontario market is very, very strong. And uh, I don't know if all our listeners truly know your background. In fact, I was I was actually quite taken back by you when you had uh, brought you know some of the things that you've actually been involved with. But yet, as as a person that's been in real estate for the last Thirty years, I can tell you that I was really impressed because a lot of what you have implemented, uh, you know, has all had a very strong effect in real estate. One of them being RICO. Uh, so maybe you can uh, share with us just some of the things that you've had involvement in. Why, you know, why you've taking this position.
2: Yeah, I mean, a, a couple things. So um, it has been 21 years uh, in in politics, so I'm getting my, my parole after 21 years of good behavior. I'm escaping <laughs> Queen's Park. Yeah, Thought a long time, but what I'd like to do, I didn't want to be a lifer. And when Aria came up, I was tremendously excited. So September 16th is when I'm stepping down right. as MPP. And, and Ed Barice, I think, very well-respected, one of the top-respected uh, industry association uh, CEOs in the business retiring at the end of the year. So I'll transition later in the year yep, good. Uh, into the job. And um, what what really attracted me to it, I, I said earlier about the people. I, I like the issues too. So, I just think a fundamental value we have as Canadians is home ownership. I think it changes us as individuals. It's the biggest investment. The vast majority of us we'll ever make in our lives. Fond memories It's where you raise the family. I know it changed me as a man, as a person, once I owned my first home. And so I've always thought in my public life about how do we make that more attainable? Because I really worry a lot that for a lot of new graduates or new Canadians, recently married couples, that Canadian dream of owning your own place, is getting farther and farther out of touch.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it, that's an interesting point when you were mentioning, you know, that everybody should um, be able to have some form of home ownership. I've always believed that. I think that real estate really is the backbone of. Both people's financial security, but also the foundation of all families. You know, knowing that they're going to have longevity in a property. The idea is, and and I won't call it forced savings, but when you pay down a mortgage, obviously everybody's now getting rid of some of their debt. Of course, if they don't go crazy with you know lines of credits and credit cards and always doing everything else, this really does set up a nest egg for their future, for their retirement that they can then eventually utilize. And of course, when you talk about primary residence, it is capital gains exempt, and so it does it does really set up a, a very positive, you know, note for a lot of people. But Tim, you've been you've been involved in in, in quite a few uh, areas in real estate with a lot of things that you've been able to work on, get past, and create. Um, you know, RICO being one of them. Yeah, of course.
2: So early days, I remember being an early proponent of um, the exemption for the land transfer tax levels for new uh, for first time home buyers. It was a big policy that that I remember pushing as an MPP, and Mike Harris did that. Then I I got to serve as the consumer minister, a consumer and business services. Uh, under Premier Eve's 2002, 2003. And I worked very closely with ARIA at the time to bring in the Real Estate Business Brokers Act, which really raised the standards in terms of consumer protection, strengthening the industry, and also brought in RICO, the regulator. Yep. And I, I think, you know, Todd, we're way ahead of our time in working in partnership with ARIA because some of the problems that Vancouver ran into around some of the ethical issues there we had already contemplated and had in our legislation from 14 years ago.
1: Yeah, and I do remember a lot of the rule changes, Um, you know, being licensed uh, since the early 90s. One of the things I've always recognized is that there is a huge need in the industry for rules and regulations. People have to be held accountable. You know, agents need to be kept in check to a certain degree. It's a wonderful industry and the people that are out there and folks, as you know, I always will tell you that I believe in a full-time professional agent always, you know, looking out for your best interests. This is one of the things that I've always condoned here on the show, I'm I'm a big believer in that aspect of it. And I think there are hundreds and thousands of Top-notch professional people in the industry, but fortunately, there are some of the watchdogs out there, being the Ricos of the world. And again, when Vancouver, or more importantly BC, didn't have a lot of the regulation in place, this is where we heard some of the you know the flipping aspects, some of the ghost offers, everything that was happening. You know, everybody thought that listening to Vancouver, it's the same in Toronto, but Toronto has such a, a stronger Um, you know, mandate for keeping people online with the rules and regulations, you know, people do quickly get brought to task when they're over the line where they didn't have that in the province of uh, of British Columbia and this is why you know it was the wild west you know it was a good way of putting it it's like you know you can picture the sheriff coming into town and you know bad guy with guns well that's basically where a lot of the realtors were practicing out in 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 the BC area because it was just you know make make hay when you can where Toronto is a, a much more controlled environment and Tim I I have to commend you for being able to get a lot of these things through in your time in government because it's it's important that people realize how important this kind of stuff is. So, you know, a couple of hot topics, though, you know, in the news, obviously. Uh, one of the things is the new introduction, potentially, here of a, a foreign buyer tax. What do you think about that? And, and is something that, would you support it? And is it something that, uh, you know, we should, we've we got to be cautious looking at BC? Oh, yeah. So I think, um,
2: Aria... Responded very well to this. So Ray Ferris, our, our president, and then Toronto Real Estate Board, Larry Serk, the president, they, they co-wrote a letter to the Minister of Finance that laid out exactly how they said, okay, let's take a bit of a breather here in Ontario. Let's make sure we're making decisions based on evidence and what's really happening. That it was a knee jerk reaction in British Columbia, and let's see what's actually going to happen there before you consider this. They also bring up, I think, is the most important point there are two sides to any kind of economics equation. There's demand, people are buying homes, G- great, but they're becoming expensive. What about the supply side? Are we bringing enough uh, detached homes uh, onto the marketplace that people can't afford? There have been a series of legislative and regulatory matters, from places to grow to the greenbelt to development charges, that are putting home ownership and the GTA particularly out of reach of young couples and new graduates. Sure. So before we jump on something else that's going to make things, you know, more expensive or take away value from existing homeowners, Let's look at increasing the supply side into the marketplace to help ease off the pressure on prices.
1: See, I think that's a great idea. And, and, you know, typically in this marketplace, we do know it's completely a lack of supply. I know a lot of people are jumping up and down on the affordability being the interest rates, but supply is at a, you know, almost a historic low at this point. In fact, you know, we can go back 10 years and we've never been this low. And yet, you know, Toronto proper GTA grows with an immigration of over 100,000 people every single year. So, when you have that much growth, you know, we had some staggering numbers last year 102,000 transactions here in the GTA area. Uh, th- that's properties exchanging hands. But when you take a look at it, with 100,000 people new, uh, you know, coming into the city every single year, of course that number's got to go up. And so I don't think that that's going to change. I think the demand will remain. So, supply is going to be the number one factor to controlling the pricing. And, and you know, when we take a look at these, these increases 20%, you know, 30%, I think that that's not sustainable. I think it's a very dangerous precedence to set i think that if we sit around five or eight percent that's a natural growth in any marketplace and i hope that we can get back to that number just to keep things stable and I'm sure a few of you are saying there' saying hey Todd I'm a speculator what are you saying but the point is is that i don't want I don't want it to get to the point where nobody can afford and we're at such a dangerous level that it when we do see interest rates go up and they will then, you know, we're going to get ourselves in real tough-
2: Exactly. What I add to that, too, is you want to make sure that people also have choices. There'll be those that want to live in condos. There'll be those that want to live in a semi-detached place in an urban area. There'll be those of us who want to have a yard and a garden and some place to kick the soccer ball or throw the ball around with the kids. So, if we're trying to jam everybody into one type of housing, that's going to cause problems in the marketplace, too. So, I think we need to address the supply side and make sure that we give people choices, because different times of life, we're going to want different types of accommodations.
1: Can we suggest? Um, do you think to to the current uh, leadership that if they're going to introduce this, that they at least give them more of a, a perhaps a sixty day window or a start and stop time for the closings as opposed to the knee jerk reaction with the, with BC? Well,
2: I I think that you're already giving away too much there. So I, I think the letter that uh, that Ray and, and Larry wrote on behalf of Area and the Toronto Real Estate Board TREB. What um, was very thoughtful, very detailed. Yep. So uh, they didn't even get that much. They said, "Well, let's make sure that what's happening in Vancouver is that really the the problem here? Is yep. there speculative buying in Foreign buyer speculating a foreign buyer." Are the people who are moving here, or they're buying a place for their son or daughter who's moving here, or coming to school here? So make sure that you actually diagnose the problem before you start offering a treatment that's going to take value away from other people.
1: Yeah, and and of course we don't want to affect you know people that are currently owning that have anticipated the closing uh, you know at the higher prices. So. Yeah, it
2: seemed like an extraordinary knee jerk reaction that didn't think through. Now I don't live in Vancouver; we have pressure issues here, but I think there's a lot better ideas we can put on the table that are going to make homeownership more affordable than a knee-jerk reaction that's done and causing deals that have actually been finalized to fall apart last minute yeah.
1: excellent well listen Tim thank you so much for joining me today I really appreciate it uh, you're you're you know an awesome guest I think that um, the Ontario real estate board is very uh, fortunate to have you as the new CEO starting in the fall and uh, definitely something that we're going to want to watch and have you come back with us here at simply real estate
2: no I thanks thanks Todd for what you're doing for the industry and answering folks questions and talking through the issues in a serious way and I, if I pass my addition i'd love to come back sometime down the road thanks so much tim
1: and folks when we come back we're gonna have ray Zamet from housemaster home inspection join us and we're gonna find out about the new rules and regulations about coming down the fall that's been passed that you have to have a licensed home inspector anyways we'll be right back after this
0: you're listening to simply real estate with todd c slater on news talk 1010. Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And
1: welcome back to the show. Um, You know what, I just want to thank my guest, Tim Hudak, for joining us today. Um, Awesome to have him here and a great conversation. Folks, he's definitely one to watch, CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association in the fall and you know, I definitely think that they're going to be under some great guidance with Tim and uh, always a favorite here at News Talk 1010 and really appreciate him coming on as well as Ray Ferris, President of the Ontario Real Estate Association. So, you know what? Home inspections. It's been a hot topic over the last few weeks. Of course, new legislation coming in saying that home inspectors are going to have to have some form of certification. And uh, you know what? I thought I'd reach out to one of my favorites in the industry, uh, Mr. Ray Zamet. He is from House Masters. Ray is a a professional that's been at it almost 25 years. And uh, Ray, welcome back to Simply Real Estate
4: thank you Todd great great to be back
1: so you know what some interesting uh, developments here in in the home inspection industry you know uh, we actually had um, the the minister on with us uh, last week about the introduction of uh, some rules for home inspectors what do you What do you think of that for the industry
4: uh, long overdue I mean we're really excited about this we're really looking forward to it it's uh Gives uh, gives our industry a bit of a level playing field. It protects the consumer. Um, I really think this is a win-win for, uh, for just about everybody in the industry.
1: So, Ray, when when we look at it as far as some of the rules and regulations, what do you see coming? I mean, obviously, they're going to want to have some form of licensing, some kind of accountability. What If you were to pick on how they're going to go about this, what would be the best way for them to do it?
4: Well um, they're going to be uh, well there was a, a panel that was struck first of all there was a, a panel of experts um, Housemaster was lucky enough to be part of that panel. Um, they had lawyers, real estate professionals, insurance uh, professionals uh, you name it anybody and everybody related to the industry was invited and they came up with their recommendations so they're looking at uh, what kind of training uh, would be required um, to, to produce the, the, the certification of, of a licensed electrician, similar to what you might have with, with an electrician, let's say. Um, so they're going to spell out that to become licensed, you have to have uh, so many courses, so much uh, years of experience, or so many inspections performed um, before you can qualify and call yourself a licensed okay. home inspector.
1: Right. Now, when 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 you look at it, now you've been in obviously the industry for for many many years. Um, I I know you've conducted thousands of home inspections by now. You know um, how easy is it for people to get into the home inspection industry today? versus what may happen with some new rules and regulations. I mean, there hasn't really been an entry level that people have to to get to before they can call themselves a home inspector, is there? Well,
4: that's that's the whole issue. That's exactly it. Um, Right now, being an unregulated industry, anybody and everybody can be a home inspector. Um, The only true qualifications would be uh, printing a business card. Um, it, it is the wild west when it comes to home inspections. Now there are associations that some will uh, choose to join, but that's voluntary. Some will have insurance and some will not. Um, so it really is buyer beware at this point. Um, licensing will will bring a, an end to that. Um, it'll force people to be uh, to take the proper training, to have the insurance, to have the experience before you're called a licensed inspector. So. We just see this such a, a big win for the consumer and a, and a, and a win for the industry.
1: You know, we, we've been facing so many multiple offers uh, mm-hmm. as of late over the last few years. And for yourself as a home inspector, are you finding that people are coming to you asking for a pre-inspection prior to the offer process? Oh,
4: very much so. Uh, the, the Our business has uh, flipped on its head uh, this year. Um, The vast majority of inspections in previous years have been for the buyers. This year, the vast majority of inspections have been for the sellers. Um, A lot of uh, sellers are having their home inspected prior to putting it on the market, thus making it even more attractive to potential buyers if there is going to be a multiple uh, bidding situation it becomes a little bit more attractive to those buyers because at least they have an idea of what they're buying as opposed to just going in there blind and hoping for the best so, yeah, pre-inspections, as we call it, or listing inspections, um, they're very popular right now.
1: Now, also, some, a lot of the buyers are doing this uh, as well, Ray. Um, you know, one of the things we found in the industry, you know, a lot of people are jumping in saying, you know, I'm going to do my own home inspection prior, to, so, so during, the, during the process before offers. Yeah, that's right. So are you, are you finding people pressuring you a little bit more to have the quicker home inspection, the quicker turnaround?
4: Yeah, the, the good old days of a five-day condition are pretty well gone. Um, we're getting a lot of calls for uh, what are you doing tonight how about tomorrow morning uh, we, we get a lot of calls like that it's it's the nature of our business right now and the nature of the marketplace but yeah a lot of buyers are doing exactly what you're saying they're prepared to place a, an offer but they still want to have it inspected so they're inspecting it before they put in the offer they know what they're getting and um, and they you know adjust their offer price based on the condition of the house they are about to buy
1: so when when we look at home inspections you know i've always known that you know you've got your home inspection levels where you know mo- most home inspection should take somewhere in the neighborhood and again it depends on the age and the square footage of the home but I you know recently i heard from from a buyer and they, they called me up and said hey todd by the way you know my home inspector came in and they took a half an hour to do the home inspection and I said, "What?" And they yeah. said, "Yeah, yeah." They were in and out in a half an hour. They said, "Oh, yeah, the house was great." Yeah. Um, You know, for for you and I, you know, uh, you know, being in the industry for so long, there's not a chance that a home inspector can look at a house in a half an hour.
4: No, absolutely not. Um, a, a typical home inspection, and like you said, there are a lot of variables, but a typical inspection would take about three hours. Um, You're looking at all the major systems of the house. Um, You're gonna find a lot of little things along the way as well. Um, There's no way you can do that in in 30 minutes. Um, You're you're skipping a lot. You're missing a lot if if, if that's the case. You're you're not getting a true uh, full uh, home inspection.
1: No, and and you know again, if you talk about you know the aged homes, then then there's a lot more to them.
4: Exactly, yeah. It, now, that that three hours can easily be pushed to three and a half, four or more. Um, you can't just base it on the size of the house. You can't say that all two thousand square foot homes will take three hours, because certainly a, a home in downtown Toronto that's 120 years old is going to take a little bit more time.
1: So, Ray, when when we talk about newer homes, because obviously out in the suburbs we've got a lot of those being built, and you know people are coming in. Um, one of the things. Do you still encourage people to have a home inspection even if it's just a couple of years old?
4: Oh, absolutely. Now, I'm a little biased. No, but, and, 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 absolutely. and look,
1: you know, our, our listeners know that I normally don't bring somebody on unless they're a complete professional. So, you know, I understand, you know, the bias where people say, oh, he just thinks that he should make money. But the tru- truth be told, I'm just asking for your honest opinion of what people can actually experience when they're dealing with a brand new home.
4: Well, a brand new home, um, <laughs> the problem is people build houses and people make mistakes. And just because a house is brand new it doesn't mean that mistakes weren't made. It doesn't mean that things weren't forgotten. Um, we see just as many different defects, but just as many defects in a brand new home as we would in a 30, 50, 100-year-old home. Um, the defects may be different. Um, you know, things that haven't been completed or uh, settlement issues because the house is so new, leakage, uh, foundation leakage issues. Um, but, yeah, we we definitely uh, see a lot of defects in your homes, and it's a big part of our business. Uh, we do them every week.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, Ray, listen, um, we uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, always great to have you as a guest. Oh, well, thank um, you. know, it, it'll be interesting. You know, uh, we'll definitely get, we'll follow up with you in a few months once the legislation comes through for home inspectors.
4: Looking forward to
1: that. Uh, yeah, and maybe you can give us a little bit of your reaction once you start seeing the industry get changed uh, changed around a little. So oh,
4: absolutely, really looking
1: forward to this. So, Ray, uh, best best place for people to reach you uh, as a home inspector.
4: Um, well, they can probably call me at 905-569-2664 or just look us up at housemaster.com.
1: Excellent. Well, Ray, thanks so much for joining us again, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch soon that was Ray Zamet from Masters, and uh, Ray's been in the industry for a very very long time and you know what I, I like hearing things like that where we actually know for a fact that uh, even the professional home inspectors are looking forward to this uh, this new legislation that's coming in and, and I totally agree so um, so a couple things obviously uh, just I always need to mention this because my uh, my producer always tells me that half the time I forget to talk about it but the simple investor Go to thesimpleinvestor.com today. We are down to our last couple of units in our final release of 2016. That's it. Once we're done, we're done. And the opportunity continues on. Uh, really, really exciting stuff. You know, townhomes starting at 99000 for a three-bedroom, two-story townhome. Your rent is fully covered, guaranteed every single month. So is your maintenance. You'll never know your tenant. They'll never know you. But more importantly, it's your property and you're getting the mortgage pay down. If you want to find out more, go to the investor.com today and uh, log in. You can always get a meeting with me or you can register for the up and coming fall seminar. We'll be announcing it later and letting people know when that date is. So we've got lots going on. And of course, really important, if you want to actually take advantage of an opportunity, this is it. We're down to the last couple and uh, we're really excited about it. So if it's something that you've been thinking about, I'm happy to sit down and have a conversation with you. So go to the simpleinvestor.com today and find out more. Um, as I was mentioning a little bit earlier in the hour, uh, you know, a lot of stuff that's going on. I think people need to be cautious with this marketplace. But how about brand new builders? Do your due diligence. Um, this is this is a tough one. The builders' offers are very much structured for the builder, and there's so many ways out. I think that when we take a look at it, um, you know, there are some excellent builders out there. But for those of you that have lost out because you tied yourselves into a builder that unfortunately was financially not able to continue on with their site, you know, some of you have been able to recover deposits. Some of you have not. Uh, that is of great concern, and of course. Now you're left high and dry thinking that you're going to buy a property at one price and unfortunately not able to. And um, now you've gone you know, past the market for a few years. And this is what uh, this is what happened again with that story with Urban Corp a few, uh, uh, last year when they, you know, people had bought four years previous and all of a sudden they were giving back their deposits four years after the fact. Well, the increase in Toronto values, of course, virtually went from your basic $400 a square foot to about $550. And so that's a massive increase. Increase, you know, 20, 30, 40% increasing on some of the same square footages. So, big concern. And uh, again, for myself, I'm, uh, I, I just want to always tell people exercise caution and make sure you have your lawyer do your due diligence. And you know what? Just don't put yourselves to a point where you're uncomfortable when you're doing your financing. Um, these are very, very important things. So, um, other than that, uh, that's about it. Remember, I always get back here on Saturdays at 4 p.m., I'll be back next week. I want to thank my producer, Ian Grant. I want to thank my, my guests, Ray Ferris, Tim Hudak, Ray Zamet, for joining me this hour. It's always a pleasure to have professionals on. And once again, I want to thank you. Uh, you know what? Our listeners, the people that are following us, uh, it's awesome to have you follow us here at Simply Real Estate. And I will always remain your host, Todd C. Slater. And you're listening to News Talk 1010. Thanks so much. And you have a great week.